hosting for your tech life. Proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And hello and thank you for listening wherever you're listening right across Australia. Your Tech Life, my name's Trevor Long. Uh, trying to bring you the latest news in technology, trying to help you with technology in your life. And if you've got a question about technology, I'll try and help you. And if I can't help you, I'll try and find someone who can. It's pretty much that easy. Um, if you want to get in touch, you've got a question about technology, here for the next hour, taking your calls, and uh, you can get in touch, 1-800-157-157, or you can go to the website, yourtechlife.com. Lots to talk about on today's show, uh, including Apple. A whole range of uh, new announcements came out from Apple this week at their Worldwide Developers Conference in San Francisco. I'll uh, bring you up to speed on what that means for you, not a whole stack for everyday individuals, but for people with iPhones, there is a bit of a difference coming. And I want to tell you about that. Uh, also, if you, your kids, or your grandkids have got a PlayStation or an Xbox, the expectation for Christmas will be a new one. <laughs> Sony and Microsoft both have announced their new consoles, their new gaming machines, pricing and availability in Australia. So I'll tell you all about that as well today. All thanks to the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation and GPS Systems. Um, they'll get you on the road where you need to be, whenever you need to be, garmin.com.au. So lots to talk about on the show, and let's get cracking. And you're listening to the Your Tech Life right across Australia. You can get in touch yourself on 1-800-157-157 or simply send me an email. Go to the website, yourtechlife.com, as did Vaughan. G'day, Vaughan. G'day, Trevor. How are you, mate? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Um, I've got an iCloud account. I had a Gmail account and um, unfortunately it got hacked. Oh, I, yeah. um, I clicked on a, a link that came to me in an email, not realising it was a, um, uh, a someone taking my details and so I decided to switch everything over to iCloud, yeah. but I can't get my iCloud settings into a Windows-based email system. So I'm happy to use Thunderbird or I'm happy to use Outlook, yeah. but I want to be able to have my emails coming into the inbox instead of into the iCloud section of the, um, the iCloud folder. You know what I mean? No, I don't because I've never used iCloud, actually, for, for anything other than really... Uh, backing up my iPhone. So iCloud, just for people that don't know, is the is the Apple subscription service that allows you to get e- email and, and contacts and calendar and, and also do backups and different things like that. So w- when you say the, the iCloud folder, is that in Outlook when you first set it up? Yeah. It, 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 if, if you set up uh, iCloud in Control Panel... Yep. Uh, oh, um, right. You actually install, install it. Yes, I know what you mean. Yes. Yeah, so you and can then actually, you the can emails actually... end up in there, but I want them in the inbox per se. And I Googled to get the instructions and I followed what they told me, but then it still didn't work. And it asked for certain ports and I just get lost. Yeah, okay. So what you're getting, when you install iCloud as a, as a piece of software on your, on your PC, you get that thing where you can synchronize to the cloud and all that stuff on your actual computer. You get a place to drop files and everything. But then you also get in Outlook, you do get an iCloud folder. That's what you're saying, yeah? That's right. But I want the email to come in just like Gmail and um, iInet and all those other ones do. So it's straight in the inbox and the outbox as, um, as iMap straight through an out, out, through Outlook or, through Thunderbird. 
Well, it shouldn't be that hard. I mean, it is just a, a, a set of servers, essentially. So um, you, you've tried to set it up, have you, as an account, as opposed to using the iCloud pl- plugin? Yeah, I have. Know? Yeah, and I Googled it, and I put in what the, uh, the Apple, or at least I think I put in what the Apple mm-hmm. uh, thing told me, and it just didn't work. Well, I mean, everything I'm reading about it is is really just you know a whole stack of settings. Now, it is you're right; it is complicated. You, um, for a start, it's 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 an IMAP account, not a Pop Three. Now, that's kind of weird terminology, but when you're setting up an account in Outlook, you need to um, you need to specify that you want to set up a new account, and you need to choose IMAP, and then you need to put in some really complicated you know. Uh, uh, addresses and things like it's po4-smtp.mail.me. Like there's some pretty serious um, configuration to do, and that's probably where you're coming coming unstuck. Uh, is that the it's, other it's, thing is under uh, Outlook 2007, it says that you that you can put in your email address and password, and it does it automatically. Uh, but when I did that, it didn't do it automatically. Yeah, it, it's it's. It's very rare, isn't it, to find something that actually, when it says it's going to do it automatically, that actually does, I'll be honest. I mean, um, yeah, it shouldn't be that big a drama. Uh, Whereabouts are you based? I'm in Balkham Hills. Balkham Hills. I'm just wondering whether whether maybe we get the good old people at uh, Gizmo to help you out because uh, it, it you know I'm I'm working on the assumption that it's just a setup thing that that's just you know driving you a little bit insane so why don't we do that mate if you could get um if you give me to do that I'm I'm more than happy to give you a ring back and let you know how I find the uh, the service that'd be terrific well that's a deal so here's the thing I need from you I need to know um whether it was possible to get it done or not so you know important yep. uh, you know learning for me really is can you link iCloud to uh uh, to 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 Outlook, and then secondly, you know, and if you, you can, can't. How else can you do it? Well, yeah. exactly. And then uh, the other thing then is really simple question: how how is Gizmo and how is the service? And that's that's a nice and easy thing for you to do. Um, the other thing is, as you as you say, there are other Outlook, there are other mail clients out there, and it may be that you know using Thunderbird or something like that is a better option. But let's let's leave that to the people at Gizmo. Gizmo is for people that don't know. It's one of those um, come to your house um, service um, setups. They drive little Gizmo cars around. Now, if you live in rural Australia, they probably don't have cars everywhere, but they they do over the phone support where they can actually dial into your computer. And frankly, Vaughan, I think you just need dial up support because they don't need to come to your house. They can just access your computer and then get all your details, and they can probably do it all over the phone. Um, but I'll get you a voucher, and and you can use that as you as you will. Uh, and it might be a five minute job, mate. They might spend another hour helping you with your computer and other things. But you never know your luck. Mate, that sounds terrific. And um, I uh, I listen. I caught my little one, who's uh, who's two, and I know you've got young kids as well. Mm-hmm. Um, she was up uh, sick the other morning, and it so happened, um, God bless her, that she was sick on the same day as WWDC. Was oh on. no! So I tuned in. Um, and I've got to say, the stats, uh, did you watch it? Yeah, I did. Uh, three o'clock in the morning. Um, well worth watching if you're yeah. into, into data, because you're right, they, they start off with stats about usage and sales and things. Did it blow your mind, did it? Absolutely. And I've never put a, I've never sat through a keynote before, but the stats on where iPhone sits with Android and the web browsing and the fact mm. that people just love their iPhones, it was just amazing. Yeah. And, when I uh, I listened to your show where you were talking about the HTC One and the, some guy was saying he had um and and I accept it's a good phone but some guy was saying look he had to do this and he had to do that and configure this and configure that I thought you know what you know it's all well and good for people to you know to be Android fans but Apple it just works you know you can buy a yeah. an iPhone seven ninety nine outright. 
go with a Maxim or Kogan. I've gone with Kogan. Uh, I can sell that phone for $400 every year secondhand when a new one comes out. I pay $400 a year to stay right on top of the technology. And if that was spread across a month on a monthly plan on a 12-month contract, I'd be paying $40 a month anyway. That's a very and not only do point. I get a better phone deal, I stay up to date. And, you know, unlike Android and those other things, if I drop the phone or smash it accidentally... $220 or thereabouts, Apple just replaces. it. Yeah. It's just a phenomenal service. And, and you know what's really interesting? You make a very good point. You're, you're upgrading every year. You don't have to upgrade every year. You could upgrade every two years, and it's only 15 bucks a month then. Uh, well, it's interesting you say very that because good depending on what happens with the 5S, I may not upgrade. I sold a 3GS, a 4, and a 4S, and I only wanted to sell two of the three. This was a year or so ago. I had no trouble shifting the 3GS because that price point was, I mm. sold that for $200. Mm-hmm. And I managed to sell the 4S because someone wanted Siri and I got 500 for that. Yeah, wow. Well, so, well, I'll tell you what, Vaughn, I'll talk about it a bit more. Price points. I'll talk about it a bit more on, on this week's show and you, you, you'll hear that as I go into detail a little later. But the you'll love iOS 7 uh, on the iPhone I'm 5. I'm hanging for it. It's beautiful, mate. I'm using it now. It's unbelievable. So. Later yeah. in the year, September or so, um, when it's when it's really all the bugs ride out, you'll love it, uh, and that's a great strategy you've got, man. So um, thanks for letting me know. And you stay there. I'll get all your details, and we'll help you help you out with the gizmo stuff. All right? No, thank you very much, Trevor. And uh, you can get in touch yourself. You might you might have a problem like Vaughn did, uh, and you might need some help with that. I can try and help you out. And if I can't help you, I'll certainly try and find someone who can. You can get in touch. One eight hundred one five seven one five seven. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Now, and it's all thanks to the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation GPS Systems. And if you want to see the latest in uh, GPS technology, check out Garmin at your local retailer because they've just released a whole new range of GPS systems, uh, including one. I'll just pick one out. Uh, they've got a whole stack, but the Nuvi 2557. It's about a $230 retail model, 229 RRP. And uh, this is a 5-inch high-resolution display with detailed maps of Australia and New Zealand. And importantly free lifetime updates to those maps. So whenever there's a new map available, it's there for you when you plug it into your computer. So it's also got this cool feature called Garmin Real Directions with Garmin Real Voice. So it actually speaks to you, uh, and it doesn't just say turn left in 100 metres. It helps you. It says turn left at the service station or turn left at the church. So it's a little bit easier to understand where you need to turn without having to look for those pesky little street signs. So simple things like that make navigation that little bit easier. And as well as that, it has traffic alerts in the major cities, and so you can also get free lifetime traffic alerts with the Garmin series. There's a whole stack of different models available from Garmin. This one here I'm talking about, the Garmin 2557, $229 retail, and you can read more about it at garmin.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your Tech, tech life. life with Trevor Long. Thanks for listening, and uh, you're listening to Your Tech Life. My name's Trevor Long. You can uh, tune in anywhere across Australia or at yourtechlife.com. You can also get in touch uh, at yourtechlife.com. Send me an email, try and help you out on the show, or you can call 1-800-157-157. Now, I mentioned earlier, and I, I told you I'd give you all the info, uh, Apple, um, one of the companies in the world that can get a lot of attention from um, just making little announcements, uh, made big waves this week with their Worldwide Developers Conference. Now, this is essentially a conference that people that build apps, so people that write software, um, go to if they can, because there's only a limited number of tickets. And um, and the most important feature of the week, other than all the information they can get, is, uh, is a keynote, an opening speech from Apple's CEO, Tim Cook. 
there there was some interesting announcements, but the ones that affect you uh, as an everyday user are a couple of things. The MacBook Air, which is basically their smallest laptop, if you want to look at it that way. Very thin, very light. They have two versions, an 11-inch size and a 13-inch size. They announced that they would be refreshed. They look the same. They feel the same, but they've got a faster brain inside them. Now, Intel, a company you'd probably be well aware of, you know, Intel Inside, Intel Pentiums, all those things over the years. Intel have a very new uh, chip, the brains of your computer, uh, and it's the fourth generation of this chip, and uh, Apple were the first to, to make a really big announcement about having that new chip inside their MacBook Air. So really important change because the main thing is it gives amazing battery life to the MacBook Air. The 13-inch MacBook Air, which is a sub-$1,500 purchase, um, will get you 12 hours of battery life. That's a lot of, that's a lot of time. And, uh, you know, very valuable for, for travelers and, and people that are on the go a lot. So if you're interested in a MacBook Air, make sure you ask for the one with the latest Intel processor inside. But the big stuff is really around the iPhone and the iPad. So in around September this year, uh, the iPhone and iPad will be updated with brand new software. Now, there will also be a new phone later this year, but I'm just talking about people that currently have an iPhone 4, 4S or iPhone 5. Now, the iPhone 5, for example, that I've got, um, in, in around September, it'll, it'll beep at me and it'll tell me there's a new version of the software available and I can download it directly to the handset. When you do that, it is a complete change. In the past, when you've done it, it's pretty much looked the same. Pretty much the same. A few little tweaks here and there. This is a complete overhaul. Now, it is probably as easy to use, but you will need to give it a few days because it takes a bit of getting used to. Now... The the um, the overall, as I say, the overall sensation of it is pretty much the same. But a couple of important things: um, the that is the icons on the screen are all very different, very flat, uh, is what they call them. Um, and if you swipe your finger from the bottom of the device upwards, you get a very quick access to things like the brightness of the screen, your Bluetooth, your Wi-Fi, airplane mode, play and pause on your music, um, a torch, the calculator. The camera, all the things you use a lot. That's a really cool feature, which is probably the biggest and most important change other than the look. Um, there's also some really great things. If you've got lots of people you know with iPhones or other iDevices, you can very easily share stuff using a thing they call AirDrop. Um, lots of lots of little tweaks along the way. If you're a, if you're a real geek, you'll you'll um, love the fact that Newsstand can now be put in a folder. And, and only people that know what that means will um, will, uh, will will get that, but it's it's really important, and um, and generally a really nice new look, which is the biggest change to the iOS operating system since the iPhone came about. Um, don't fret though; it's not going to be available until uh, later this year in spring, probably around September. Um, but when it does come, you'll love it. And uh, I've got some pictures because I'm running this new operating system already. I've got some pictures available, and you can go to my website EFTM eftm.com.au check it out um, and let me know what you think and you're listening to Your Tech Life yourtechlife.com the place to go to get in touch or you can call 1-800-157-157 right across Australia uh, let's keep going with calls let's go back to the phones g'day Paul uh, good afternoon good afternoon uh, Trevor yes what can I do um, for you mate yeah, go ahead what yep. can I do for you mate well I've got a, a Samsung uh, <coughs> 4G a series uh, three, uh, which I purchased, uh, which I, again is called Sprint, 
And uh, probably, as you know, there's three types of sprints. There's the AAT, A, whatever they call it, mm-hmm. and the uh, the international one, and I've got the Sprite or the Sprint, whatever, they, mm-hmm. uh, whatever the uh, name is. Yes. <clears throat> and um, I'm having problems with it. Uh, I don't have in the back of it a uh, an area for a SIM card. So what you say, let's just go back a step. You, you Where did you buy it? Did you buy it over the I, internet from I, I Sprint? I bought it off. I bought it off from the United States on eBay. eBay, right. Okay. So so basically you, you knew what phone you wanted and you went to eBay to get it. Yes, that's right. Yeah, now, okay. when I when I went to it, they said we don't uh, serve Australia. Right. And then I said, okay. And then... You bought it anyway. <laughs> Sorry? You bought it anyway. I bought it anyway. Yes, <laughs> I've got it. What did you pay for it, mate? Uh, $178 Australian or US dollars. And it's a Samsung Galaxy S2, is it? S uh, S2 yes right okay S3, uh, yes S2 uh, G4 S2, oh, hang on is it a, is it a Galaxy <laughs> oh it's, a, it's <laughs> an S2 got, yes it's years of age. <laughs> oh, I know I, I know I what you've got I know exactly what you've got you, you guys know yeah no you've got a Samsung Galaxy S2 4G that's correct that's the one you've got radio and and you know that's a reasonable price to pay for the Galaxy S2. The, the yep. problem, I guess, is that yeah, buying from overseas is always a problem because you can't absolutely guarantee what you're up for. And, you know, the, the warning flag was there. They, they said they don't service Australia. Yeah, Sprint, you're, you're, you're also right in that Sprint, AT&T, and there's another one called Verizon. It's kind of like Telstra, Optus, and Vodafone here in Australia. So they're just three separate networks. And what you've done is you've bought a phone from Sprint and the biggest problem you've got is they, they run what's called a CDMA network. Now, CDMA, you might remember, Telstra had one of these networks. It was fantastic out in the bush and uh, gave great coverage. And it was about, it was shut off about six or seven years ago when they moved to fully digital. And the problem, as you've rightly pointed out, um, Paul, is that CDMA doesn't use a SIM card. It's not compatible in Australia. You simply can't make that thing work here in Australia. Oh, right. Okay. So uh, what's the next step? Uh, well, look, I think you need to put it back on eBay yourself. See yep. if you can get some of your money back. I wouldn't expect you're going to get it all back, but you might get no, 50 or no, 100 bucks back. I don't expect back. that because I'm, I'm the fool that, that bought it. I'm not uh, knowing and understanding all the... Uh, the technology that goes into uh, mm. uh, smartphones, so I thought, hello, this is a cheap phone, so I bought it. And, and look, it's it's a it's a beginner's trap, but you know what you've done, Paul? You've learnt a valuable lesson, and hopefully you'll educate your friends the same way. Now, what um, what you need uh, is, yep, you need to get your money back on that thing, but then you need to find a new phone. Now, is your budget around the $200 mark? Correct. Yes. Yeah, so you're not going to get probably the latest and greatest, and do you really want 4G, or does that matter? No, not really. At my mm. age, I, all I want to do is make calls, do SMS, uh, you know, the usual yep. situation. And um, uh, I'm not interested in having it connected to, well, I, at this particular stage, I've got an Apple, mm. Apple free, and uh, I'm not connected to my internet. So therefore, I just use it as mainly for uh, uh, taking and receiving calls and sending messages. And are you on a prepaid plan or a contract? No, I'm not on a contract. Mm. I'm on a... Uh, 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 the phone that I've got at the moment I own and uh, <coughs> excuse me, I'm now connected to uh, my, with Optus 
I'm connected to the uh, my normal house phone, mm-hmm. and I'm connected to my uh, my computer, mm-hmm. and also to the uh, the Apple. Well, here's what I think you should do. I reckon forget all the dramas that you've had, and I think you should walk into an Optus store, and I'll tell you what to ask for. I've been playing around with this phone for the last week, and I think it's a cracker, and I think you'll love it. Ask for the LG Optimus F5, F for Freddy, the number five. Okay. It's a really right. simple phone, but it's a good. It's a reasonable size, not not too big, but also not too small. About the size of your current iPhone three, um, yep. but it's but it's newer. It'll do all the things you want. I think you'll find it's also four G, just as it happens. So, <laughs> I I reckon your your best bet is to actually walk into an Optus store, and you'd be very firm and strong with them, Paul. You don't want to be on a plan. You don't want to be on a contract. You're happy with what you've got now, but you just want to buy, buy a new <laughs> phone. All right. That's very good. Buy a phone outright and look for one of the LG phones, all right, Paul? Yes, that's very, very good. Thank well, you very much. I'm sorry you got dudded by the US, but um, tell your friends, <laughs> learn a lesson, don't buy a phone on the internet. No, I can see that again. I tried that before with my wife. I tried to buy a phone and that also I had problems, but you're going to hear about it this evening. Uh, well, you've learnt your lesson now, Paul, and uh, you, you go and see your friendly Optus store and they'll help you out, my friend, all right? Good luck with that and right, uh, thanks good. for getting it's in touch. Call. Good on you. And you can get in touch too, one eight hundred one five seven one five seven. doesn't matter what the problem is. If you need help with uh, your mobile phone buying or your mobile phone you've got, you can get in touch. Go to yourtechlife.com. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Wherever you are, right across Australia, one eight hundred one five seven one five seven. If you want to get in touch, happy to take your call. Now, the other big news this week was around the gaming space. Now, you might not be a big one to play games, but and you might think it's just kids, but it's not. The average age of gamers now, this is people that sitting in front of their TV with an Xbox or a PlayStation, essentially, it's something like thirty five. Um, it's a big deal with, with people of, of a lot of ages because it's actually a really relaxing pastime, to be honest. Uh, you can kind of zone out and go into a different space when you're, you know, driving a car fast or, you know, in some sort of combat game or even a strategy game. It doesn't matter. Now, the Xbox has been around for, you know, 10 or 11 years, the PlayStation just as long or longer. And they've been through several iterations, the Xbox, then the Xbox 360, the PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3. And each of those has had their own versions in, in, in themselves, different looks and sizes. Both Sony and Microsoft have this year announced brand new consoles, console being the box. And this is a big deal. This will be the thing that everyone wants for Christmas, if they're a gamer. So if you've got a, a husband, a wife, a child or a grandchild that's anywhere into gaming, has ever mentioned the words Xbox or PlayStation to you, listen up, this is the year. Now, normally when these things come out for the very, very first time, they're like $1,000. And when both Microsoft and Sony announced their new consoles a few months ago, we pretty much expected they'd be $1,000. But the pricing's been announced this week in uh, in Los Angeles, and quite surprising, really. The the Xbox One will be 599 in Australia, the PlayStation 4 will be 549 Now, good news, um, that's that's a nice price war. Um, I think the value there goes to Microsoft because their, their console comes with what they call Xbox Connect, which is a, a camera that looks at you 
where you're playing and can do amazing things. It can it can be the controller, so you can literally steer uh, with with an air wheel, you know, just with your arms. You can play golf without a without a golf club or without holding a controller in your hand. It can also detect how many people in the room. It can help you know play multiplayer games. It can it can even work out your heart rate. It's unbelievable. So the Xbox at five ninety nine comes with that. The PlayStation version, the the PlayStation I. It doesn't come at the 549 price. You have to buy it in uh, addition. It's not as advanced as the Xbox Connect, but it does help with some games. Now, I think that's a great price. I think it's a good price comparison. You will hear people complaining that we're, we're paying the Australia tax. It's only um, $399 and $499 in the States, so we're paying an extra 100 or $150 more than America. But remember, America has to pay sales tax on top of that. Our tax, the GST, is included in those prices. And also, we're in Australia. Right. We're not in America. There's not 350 million people here. There's 22. So it's a different market. Deal with it is kind of what I say. And if you want one, you will get one. And that's why they can charge that amount. Um, both of them are amazing games machines, amazing new graphics. Uh, if you're anything into gaming, you have to have a look on the internet and look at the, the new games that are coming out. The quality is just mind-blowing. Plus, they also do a lot more. You don't have to have a Blu-ray player. You don't have to have all those things. These devices can be your home entertainment unit. They can record your TV. They can play your Blu-ray discs, your DVDs. So they do a lot more than just play games, let's be clear. So if you are into gaming or you have any inclination towards gaming, the Xbox One, O-N-E, not the number, Xbox One, and the PlayStation 4, available in November this year, so right in time for the Christmas rush, and uh, 549 for the PlayStation, 599 for the Xbox, but no one will pay that amount because you'll—it's a brand new console. You'll need new games. You'll need extra controllers. So there'll be great big bundle packages come out at Harvey Norman and JB Hi-Fi and EB Games that will um, bring the price together, and you'll see a great price battle going on in the lead up to Christmas. If you're into computer games, uh, two new consoles coming for you later this year. Uh, and if you don't know anything about it, trust me, find someone in your life who does, and they'll be banging uh, on the door to get one uh, if you're interested in supplying them one for Christmas. Xbox One, PlayStation 4, out this November. And you're listening to Your Tech Life, yourtechlife.com, or you can call 1-800-157-157 across Australia, whatever you want to talk about in technology, a problem, a question, absolutely doesn't matter, yourtechlife.com. I'm Trevor Long. Joining me each and every week are your calls. And well, let's go back to calls. G'day, Andrew. Hey, Trev. How you doing, Good, mate? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Hey, I was, uh, had a client slash friend the other day asking me about um, uh, web hosting and email hosting, and uh, you talk a lot about uh, Gmail. Yep. and how Gmail can host a customized domain email. Yep. And I was just wondering if the same applies for, or how, how about a website? So what happens if you have your domain name hosted at Gmail, what happens to your website? Is that what you mean? Yeah, exactly. Do, do, G, yeah. do Google host websites? or? It's a good point. So I've not done that. So what I do with my domain names, uh, so, and for people that don't know, domain names are the, you know, the .com. So yourtechlife.com is a domain name. And what I've done is, um, and you know what, this is probably the biggest furphy still that exists on the internet. People get completely swindled because they get sold into doing everything with one company. But you really don't have to. You can buy your domain from one company. Um, you can have the DNS, which is kind of the, the, the post box for the domain name somewhere else, and you can have your email somewhere and your web somewhere. So what I do is, is I have a domain name, and I tell the DNS, which is the, which is the, the name servers, I tell it that my mail is at Google, 
And then mm -hmm. you set it up with Google. It gives you all the information you need to put into your DNS, and your mail starts working just beautifully. It's just fantastic. It's just like having Gmail, but it's all under your own name, so you don't have any of that gmail.com going on. Sure. And then, you, but you don't give Gmail your your web hosting. You just do that with your normal host if you've already got a website or whatever it might be. So what I've had with clients is, you know, they've got a great website, great hosting, but they just don't use their mail properly. So we set them up with a Gmail. Uh, apps account which is what it's called where you pay a few bucks a year or a month and and you push your domain there but their website stays where it is now google does have a thing called google sites um and if i'm in my gmail now which is my hosted account and it you know has all my domain names on it, and i click on google sites i can actually build a website on on google but I, I've never done it to the point where I don't know if you can, you know, upload via FTP, whether it's all just kind of a WYSIWYG in the browser kind of, you know, website-based thing. I, I'm sure they do do a, a, a hosting opportunity because they, they, they would make money out of that. But um, it would I would only recommend it for, you know, your most basic of websites. I think, you know, sticking yeah, with a, a full-on web host is, is definitely the way to go. Do you, do you know many people that, that have their own domain name? I've got a few um, people, and I've been looking at um, suggesting to a couple of other people to to help um, grow their business mm, with a mm. dom domain name and a and a personal presence, rather than having you know um, Jim's Jim's uh, escalators at bigpond.com. Big oh, mate, sort of. it's the most frustrating. There's, there's a company in Sydney. I drove down the Pacific Highway, and I swear there's a company that has on their window of their shop front something or other at bigpond.com. And I think to myself, the money you spent on getting a sign writer to do that could have got you your own email address. It's just, and the thing is, and this is why I harp on about it so much, you put Big Pond on your business card, and I've got no problem with Big Pond. I'm with Big Pond. I pay them every month for my internet. But if I suddenly went, I can get a better deal with Optus, I've got to, I've got to tell all my friends to change my email address. I've had the same email address now with my own domain for probably 10 years. But I've changed homes a million times. I've changed internet at home a heap of times. And I've never had to tell anyone anything different. And that, no. to me, is the number one advantage. You've got complete portability. You have complete ownership. And, you know, when something goes wrong, you just, you know, you, you push it to, to where it needs to be. And the great thing about Google, as you would know, because you're, you're in IT, is mm. the, 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 the reliability is second to none. I mean... You know, it's it's just so easy. And you think about, for example, I don't know how many phones you've set up, but you think about setting up a new smartphone um, and you just plug in a Gmail address and it all just works. Yeah, exactly. Or, or if your domain name is hosted at Google, that that's exactly how it is setting up your new smartphone because oh, right. it just works. When you buy an Android smartphone, it says enter your Google account details you just put in, I put in my, you know, at yourtechlife.com address and it all works. I don't have to have an actual Gmail address. Mm -hmm. So, mate, highly, highly recommended. And, and again, what I would stress is that you can buy the domain one place. Um, you can have your DNS another and you can have your web and email in different places as well. As long as you know the where they all are and you have someone that's looking after, you know, the organization of them. It's completely easy to do and uh, highly recommend anyone listening that's got at Big Pond or at Outlook or at Gmail or at anything, just buy a domain name. They're so cheap. It's crazy. Oh, exactly. And, yeah, the world moves so fast in IT that uh, even sometimes we get left behind. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, well, you know, yeah, I should have the, known that the, one. The other one is kids. The other one is kids. Get, get your kids a domain name. 
because <laughs> um, I've, uh, in fact, I've I've got domain names for all my kids. Because you know, think about it. Think in ten years, right? When when kids are, who knows how they're going to be operating, and these mm-hmm. things will be so valuable. And for the cost of you know, fifty bucks a year or something, it's a good investment to ha- to keep a name like that. I reckon for your kids. But anyway, that's just me. <laughs> oh, I might look into that. All right, buddy. Well, um, good luck with you, mate, in the business, and I would highly recommend Gmail or Google Apps, it's called, and um, and set the domain name up over there. I'll definitely get them to look into it. All right, mate. Thanks for getting in touch. Thanks, Trevor. Appreciate it. And you can get in touch, too, on uh, yourtechlife.com, or you can call 1-800-157-157. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for however you're engaging with your tech life. Uh, you can uh, listen every week and you can get in touch on 1-800-157-157 or you can go to my website, yourtechlife.com. If you want to read about other stuff in technology, you want more information, you can also read my uh, magazine website, eftm.com.au. Now, dash cams. Have you seen these things on YouTube? Um, basically, little tiny cameras uh, attached to your windscreen and they record what goes on in your in the outside of your car so if you're driving along and you have an accident great proof of, of what went on um and i've got to be honest there's a lot of these things in russia it appears because they um there's some amazing incidents being recorded in russia but navman who you might know as a, as a satellite navigation provider also have these little um dash cams available and they've got one called the my view m-i-v-u-e uh, 388 digital drive recorder is what they call it, but it's a dash cam. Uh, and what you do is you, you, you stick it on your windscreen, you, you power it up through your cigarette lighter, and um, they're very interesting. They record a small amount of video, but then if you press a button on them, it record it because it kind of saves the last few minutes. And a lot of them have um, sensors in them so that if you do actually have an accident, it will detect that and it will save the information. But what about this? Um, the the Navman group have done a bit of a survey and uh, they've looked at the top five unconventional things captured by these digital drive recorders or dash cams. Now, number five are random acts of human kindness, um, you know, capturing people, you know, like a, a truck driver helping an elderly lady across the road. Number four is thieves breaking into your car. Then, of course, there's the great road trip. Now, certainly around the beautiful um, rolling countryside of Australia, you might pick up some beautiful pictures there. Again, not sure they'd be hugely popular on YouTube. Um, unbelievable escapes. Now, I've got to tell you, you have to see, um, if you search on YouTube for truck driver flip out of window or something like that, you will see this. There's an accident where a truck crashes and the driver literally just jumps out the window and walks away. All these things have been caught on, on dash cams. And then, of course, the, probably the most famous of recent years is the uh, that Russian meteor. Do you remember that thing that there was all lots of videos of, you know, the loud bang and the and the smoke? But there was also one of it just flying through the air, and it was recorded on a dash cam. So apparently, it pays to keep one in your car. I'm not sure it actually pays money because YouTube doesn't pay that much when you get even when you get millions of views. But certainly, if you haven't got a dash cam and, and you're prone to accidents might be worthwhile getting one because it could just be the thing that proves whether you did it or not. And thanks for listening. 1-800-157-157 is the number to call right across Australia or you can go to the website, yourtechlife.com. Let's go back to the phones. G'day, Barry. G'day, Trevor. What can I do for you, mate? Um, well, you've helped me in the past. So I thought uh, I might uh, ask you about a external hard drive. Mm-hmm. That I want to use to back my files up on my uh, desktop mm-hmm. and my wife's laptop. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I've been using two 500 gig um, um, portable hard drives, sure. and um, they're just about full. But I'd like to do it automatically. I don't want to sort of. I use, I keep them somewhere else than the uh, than the computer, obviously, so yeah. that they're safe. So that anything happens, someone steals my computer or steals my or the, it burns down the. Yep, um, yep. I've got the hard drive somewhere else. However, I'm sort of fairly interested in having a wireless, a Wi-Fi connected hard drive mm-hmm. um, and put it somewhere in a safe location in the house and then use that as an extra drive for my for my um, computers. So what, but the most important thing you want there is a is an automatic backup, yeah? Well, no, that's not the most important thing. Uh, the most important thing is that it is Wi-Fi, and mm-hmm. it can run off 240, so I can put it in a separate location, in a separate room, which I've got, connected to 240, and it's nowhere near my computers, nowhere near anything else, and that I can use it through the network. That's the most important thing. What sort of router do you have? I've got a Netgear... Does it Netgear have a... G- does it have a USB? Does it have a USB connection at the back of it? Yes, it does. And have you tried so, plugging? Do you just do you know how to share off that? Do you know if you plug a, a yes, so, I and, do. Yep. so which is a very good thing. So what that means is if you plug one of those thumb drives or something into there, you can actually view the data on that disk on any of the computers on your network. That's a pretty cool thing. Absolutely. I wonder whether that's a solution. Plugging in a, a decent one terabyte into that. Yes, I've thought of that, but that still leaves me vulnerable because the backup is right next to the main computer. So if anyone happens to steal a computer or or it burns down, it'll mm. go with it. So I'd well, rather have it somewhere separate. Let's be let's be doomsdayish and you know touch wood. That's never happens. If the place burns down, it's probably the whole, probably the whole place is going to burn down, isn't it? So if it's in the next oh, room, no, no, no I'm, I'm pretty safe. So you, you think it's more likely that just one room would burn down than the whole house? <laughs> uh, well, you don't know my house. Chef, yeah, okay, fair but enough. It's pretty secure. Well, I've got pretty secure. No timber, no anything like you know, that. No, it's pretty secure. Honestly, well, there's a couple of things. That router can move. You could put that in a different room. Um, yeah, I could, but because... then I'm further away. From, where it is now, it covers my whole house. Yeah, right, okay, perfect. Um, I've yep. got iPads and all that and phones, and they all connect to it. Hmm. Um, it's also close to uh, that um, um, Optus... Um, um, your modem, your cable modem. Modem for, for my phones, mm-hmm. and everything works where it is. So yeah, right. Yeah, I could move that, but um, how much, I've got it in the most... How much are you willing to spend? Um, 500 bucks. Yeah, you know, because basically that's a very it's a very important thing because five hundred bucks is the difference between just getting a hard drive or getting the next level up, which is definitely going to cost more than five hundred bucks. You know, I've got what's called a network attached storage. I could put it anywhere in the house, and it's accessible. Really, all it needs is the internet, and and theoretically, you can run the internet to a hard drive just through the power line or just some sort of Wi-Fi adapter very easily. Um, it, it's possible you'll find a Wi-Fi adapter. That will sit in another part of the house and 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 actually pick up the signal and then you know connect to the to the USB. But to be honest with you, Barry, I think with the prices of hard drives these days, I reckon your best bet is to actually have to buy two one terabyte hard drives. You probably for five hundred bucks be able to afford two two terabyte hard drives. Yeah, and and actually run them in rotation. So basically have a month on month off rotation thing going on, where mm-hmm. one of them is sitting next to your computer. And the other one is not even connected, not even turned on, either in another house or, as you say, in another room. 
and then well, that's what I've got now. I've yeah, got two separate ones. Yeah, and, and and but but don't don't do two separate computers on on like don't do yours on one and your wife's on the other. Back them both up to the same one, and then you know in the month of February you run you know drive number one, and in the month of um, March you run drive number two. And the opposite drive, the one that's not connected, is sitting offline in in another room or in another house, which gives you that prevention for um you know major catastrophe. Because yep. really, your your modem with the USB connection is your best bet to getting uh, connectivity across your network for data. There's absolutely okay. no doubt about that. You could spend any range of numbers and maybe get a one terabyte Wi-Fi connected hard drive, but I actually don't think you'll get the reliability and, and system that you'll get by just plugging in a hard drive to that router. Okay, so that's, right. there's a Seagate um, one terabyte Wi-Fi that's advertised for about 250 I think. Mm, mm. Um, but it's it's portable. Portable ones normally don't have their own power as well. And exactly. and I do that's prefer, if you're doing your proper backup, so if you're just transferring, you know, some files around or graphics files or whatever, that's fine. But if you're actually doing your computer backup to it, um, I'd prefer the reliability of one that has the souped up um, uh, power in it and, and actually that yeah. requires it to be plugged in. So okay. the Seagates, they're, they're very good, mate, and they will do a very good backup for you. Um, and the good thing about getting you know, a hard drive like the Seagate or the Western Digitals, they have software built into them that actually does the backup for you. So you might well, I've been using SyncToy, but I'm not happy with it. Yeah, I'm just not happy with it. You know, and this is, this is one of the reasons, as amazing as it is, that, that Mac is just such a good thing. It's so easy to plug a hard drive into a Mac and get the backup happening in like three clicks. Uh, and there's just no no question about it, but well, it's not that easy. Well, next next computer will be a Mac. My son has convinced me of that. So um, look, my recommendation to you right now, Barry, is to is to get a, a good quality, um, high performing, you know, Seagate or Western Digital hard drive and plug it in to that um, to that USB port on the router. Okay, now right. can I? Uh, this is something I hadn't investigated, but mm. I read on the on the Seagate advertising blurb. So if I've got an iPad Mini which I have, can I stream from that hard drive? Yes and no. <laughs> so you're, you've got a Netgear router, which is great. The, the Netgear have a, yeah. a, a software, an, an app called the Netgear Genie. And with the Netgear Genie, you can actually view files on your network. Um, the main problem with that sometimes is the, is the format of the file. So, for example, the format of a video. You'd need to make sure it's a, basically an iPad-quality um, video. Yep. But if it is, well, then I'm- absolutely. Okay, because I've been converting all the FLIs to um, MP4s with handbrakes so that I can use them on the yeah. on the iPad Mini. But you know, with limited space on, you can't have everything on there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, sounds like that's the way to go. Look, I thought that I, I didn't want to go that way, but I when I couldn't find any hard drives advertised on that, I, I thought I better ask the experts. So that's <laughs> why I. Well, I appreciate you reaching out, Barry, and I do think you're on the right track. So you're an expert yourself, and I just think that the next that down the track, the the next investment is a little bit more money, and you invest in a in a really solid piece of infrastructure on the network called a network attached storage. But that's that's next down the track. Next time you're you're doing this kind of thing. All right, Barry. Good luck, and um and let Thank me know how it goes, my friend. Anytime, mate. Cheers. And you can get in touch. Just uh, call one eight hundred one five seven one five seven, or you can email me at yourtechlife.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. You can get in touch, 1-800-157-157 or yourtechlife.com. Talk to you next week.